Thanks so much for joining me today. Today I'm dedicating my video to my sister Bonnie, who went to be with Jesus last year. Let's acknowledge Jesus, because we can't do anything without him. Jesus, we thank you that you would just make this video beautiful for Bonnie, that it would be perfect in your eyes, what you want it to be, in other words. So I thank you that you would help me to do this the way you would want me to do it. And we take authority over any darkness, any spiritual darkness that would try to get in the way. We love you. We praise you. We give you all the glory. And so when I was asking Jesus my message today, he said, do it anyway. And when I sat down to find out what he meant, he started talking about the narrow path. And he reminded me of a story I wrote um, of my sister, but I never read it. I never shared it with anyone except for my son. And the reason I didn't is because I was worried about what people would think. Um, not, not what they would think about Jesus, but what they would think about me because I was already looked down upon. So I made a decision yesterday to not care what people thought of me anymore. And as well, I had a sweet lady um, friend pray that prayer with me. And so today, we're celebrating that as well as um, my sister pushing through on the narrow path. So first, I want to read to you Matthew seven thirteen. Jesus said, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and spacious and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and many are those who are entering through it. Verse 14, but the gate is narrow, contracted by pressure, and the way is straightened and compressed that leads away to life, and few are those who find it. Few are those who find it. Few are those who want to fight. You know, just, just to say to those who think everyone goes to heaven, we're all going to get to the other side. It's not as easy as you think. And I know my sister fought her way there. And I did her funeral, and I asked Jesus what to say, and he gave me the story. And I regret to say that I didn't read it, but I'm going to read it to you today. And he he told me this pretty much at the last minute, so the story ha has never been completely edited. I would probably like to do some more work on it, but obviously Jesus thinks it's good where it is. And so this is a story about how my sister pressed through the pressure that we have to go through to get to heaven. So here's the story. Can you see a bride fighting to get to her wedding? She is running through the forest. She falls to the ground. She hurts her knee. She gets back up and starts running. Then she runs into a tree root where she's stuck and has to let her shoe escape her so she can get there on time. She gets up and keeps on running to get to her groom, but then the adversary comes after her and pushes her down again. This time she hits a rock and cuts her leg. Her dress is torn. She becomes discouraged, but she gets back up and keeps on running to meet Jesus. As she is frantically running through the forest while the enemy is nonstop whispering in her ear, trying to keep her from Jesus, saying things like, you can't, you won't make it, Jesus doesn't really exist, 
He's just a figure of your imagination. You're doomed. You're running toward nothing. Stay with me. I'll give you all your fleshly desires. Let's get a new dress and fix your hair. She gets up and runs because she knows Jesus. She sat with him many times. Often she laid her head on his lap. She knows he is real. She's in love with him, and he is with her. Her life is about him, and now she has to go get to him. Nothing else matters to her but only Jesus. She knows those things her enemy is offering are a ploy to keep her from Jesus. She has nowhere to go now. She's cornered. She has no other choice than to run through the swamp, through all kinds of creepy things, but she makes it. She has escaped him because she makes it her quest. She's running through the swamp because the enemy's workers have blocked off the path. Now the path after the swamp becomes narrow and the pressure horrendous as the enemy's voice becomes louder and louder. You can't make it. You can't do it. Give up. He won't come through for you. You left all your pride behind. Look at you. You're a mess. He won't want to marry you anyway. He is a king, and he will not stoop down to you. You're not good enough at this point. She's exhausted and falls to the ground weeping. He got to her. He started to, she, she started to think those thoughts. She didn't think she could go on. He convinced her she wasn't good enough. She had nothing left in her by herself. Finally, she calls out to him, Jesus. Jesus, where are you? He most promptly answered her, come to me, I'm right here. Look, as she pulls her head up to look, she sees the sweet face of Jesus. All has become quiet now except for his presence. He puts his hand out to her and pulls her up as a prince would pull up his princess. He then takes her in his arms and holds her as she weeps and weeps with joy and relief, so happy to see him. Jesus is holding her as tight as he can without breaking her because he loves so compassionately. She embraces him as well, never feeling more peace than in that moment. Jesus gently takes a step back with his hands holding hers. He looks at her. He speaks, my darling, as he gazes into her eyes and at her, at her shattered dress that hung to the ground, wet, torn, and stained with grass and mud. Barefoot in her hair and tangles, her face stained with blood and scars from her journey showed every path she took. Jesus took his hand and touched her face ever so gently. And in that moment, her face radiated with his love, she mirrored his beauty, her past pain, the dirt and the cuts, the rough road she had taken, had to bow and fall in the midst of his presence, where all becomes new. In his presence, all became new. No more sorrow, no more pain could come her way. All those scars had to escape in his presence as his power healed her. Now in his presence, her face is beautiful of his love. They walked toward eternity. You could hear Jesus say, I want you to meet the Father. Then your family is waiting to see you. We have a party planned just for you. Then your mansion awaits you. As they walked hand in hand into the glorious light, that path turned to gold. You could say the kingdom castle, streets of gold sparkle. The kingdom of heaven has majestically, beautifully shone. And then you could see Bonnie. Oh my, her dress became clean and new more beautiful than ever. Her hair spun up on top of her head as it sparkled of gold. Her limp disappeared. Her beauty exploded and her voice became like that of angels in the midst of her walk with Jesus.
As he turned to look at his stunning bride, to hear every word she sang to him, he wept tears of joy, her beauty finally in full bloom, as she sang like you had never heard her sing before. It made Jesus the happiest ever. Now she and he lived happily ever after, forever. So Jesus gave me that to confirm my sister met up with him. She met up with her groom. She met up with her groom that day. It was a struggle, as it will be for all of us. But she made it. She kept going. And I want you to know that you will hear the voice of the enemy, just as she did, to try to tell you that God's not real. You don't have to do anything. If you try, you're not going to make it. The effort is in to keep on believing no matter what it looks like. To have faith no matter how rough that road looks or how far away Jesus seems. And notice how he said to her, Jesus gave me the story. I didn't make it up. It came from him. Notice how he said to her, I'm right here. Because through our struggles, through that pushing, that press, if we're listening to the voice of the enemy, we can't hear Jesus. And so Jesus would say to you today, listen, I'm right here. Don't take your eyes off of me. When we take our eyes off of him, it's harder. I mean, our dream would be just like, you know, it's going to be in heaven to be with Jesus all the time. But the things of this world pull on us. The enemy is pulling. He's trying to get you on that wide path that leads to destruction. He's trying to get you to compromise. Bonnie didn't compromise. She kept pushing. We all fall down. We all fall down. We all get knocked around. It's a journey. We're going to have dirt. We're going to have blood, scars. The enemy is going to slap you up a few times, but you can get up and get back on your horse, and you can make it because Jesus is going to help you. Just keep calling on his name. And he's going to teach you, and he's going to help you. And greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. It's a fight. Don't think that you can just say a prayer and then just go back to your old life. But you have to be committed to your groom. If you're going to marry Jesus, then you have to be engaged with him in his life. You don't separate from him. But like Bonnie, you press in. You keep pressing, you keep going. You do that thing that you need to do to make him proud of you. It is a work to believe. The kingdom of God is taken by force. Jesus wants you to know that today. He's coming. He's coming soon. And you need to get on your horse and press through through that pressure. Do it anyway. Even if you got to run through the swamp. Even if the enemy seems louder than Jesus, do it anyway. Press through. Prove his will is good and perfect, Romans 12, 2. Prove that God is the healer. Just go ahead and believe for your healing. Don't give up no matter how long it takes. Believe whatever Jesus said. Believe what he puts on your heart. And don't let anything stop you. Don't care what anybody thinks of you. 
I told you I made a commitment. I'm not going to care what people think of me anymore. Because when you care, it stops you. It's the enemy's ploy to stop you from doing Jesus' work, from preparing the way for him, for telling people how good Jesus is to you. You have something on your heart. You need to get it out. Don't keep it in there, and then the enemy has you in a box. He's controlling you. And so there is a life after this life. This life isn't quick, live it, and enjoy it, and do all those things you know you're not supposed to do, so you can move on into heaven. It's the opposite. If you follow after the enemy and do all those things that you know you're not supposed to do, you've made your choice for eternal damnation, and that's the truth. And it's not the truth that I made up. It's truth in the Word. If you don't know Jesus, get to know Jesus now before it's too late. You don't know when your tomorrow is going to be. And I've seen people struggle leaving their body to the next life. I saw my mom struggle. I saw it. And then I saw her. I saw Jesus take her away. And, you know, it reminded me of what he said because I knew they were on a horse. And I even heard my mom in the spirit. And because I don't care what you think, I'm going to tell you what I heard. I heard her excitement. I heard her go, whoa, like she's so excited. She's always like a little girl. She always said that. I feel like a little girl in a grown-up body when her body started to give her trouble. She wanted out of it. She begged Jesus to take her. She wanted to go. She was so happy to go that um, she, she was asking me to pray that he would take her. And when she got all ready, when she got ready and she loved unconditionally, like he told her to do, that's our law, he took her. And she was so, so happy. But before that, she struggled. She struggled. And um, I remember Jesus saying, if you're pregnant in Matthew 24, pray your flight isn't in winter. And then that's only the first death. When you leave your body, then there's a second death. I want to read this to you. This is the NIV. This is Ecclesiastics 3. There's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born, a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill, a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep, a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep, a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love, a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. The reason I want to read, wanted to read that to you is recently... I lost my little baby girl, my little Yorkie. And I had two of them. I have two of them. And my little Macy, I called back to life twice. She was dropped twice. And she was dead and came back to life. And so when my Tinka was dying, I was watching her suffer. I heard this. There's a time to die. We are not the author of life and death. He is, and I had to let go of her. If you don't know Jesus, if you don't get on that narrow path, 
and press toward your groom. Jesus is your groom. He's coming for his bride. We are the bride. Press toward him. The time is near. Jesus is coming. And if he comes and it's too late, then it's just too late. Suddenly, he'll be here, and if you're not ready, he'll have come, and and it'll be as he said. It'll be like a thief in the night. You weren't expecting him, and suddenly he's here, and it's too late. It'll be too late. My sister Bonnie went in her sleep, or at least in the night and her struggle on the earth I think was taken care of by the time Jesus came to get her maybe it was like I'm just like um, thinking myself without any revelation from Jesus, but maybe it was like he came and woke her up and said, come on, let's go, it's time to go. I believe she was asking him to take her, as was my mom, as many are. And we have to get on that narrow path so we can make it so he can come and get us. He has a place that he wants to get ready for you. Will you just pray with me right now? Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you got a place ready for us, that you love us so much. In your word, you said you're long-suffering, waiting for us to repent, to get on that path that leads to eternal life, and we're asking you to help us, which you already are. You're already helping us. We just thank you that you would empower us to help others, to get that truth out there, and to not be ashamed of you. Not be ashamed of who we are in you. Not let the ridicule, the persecution, those laughing at us and talking about us keep us from doing what you're calling us to do. We should expect to be persecuted, and so we're up for it, Lord. We're on your side, and we're standing up for you. Love you and praise you. Give you all the glory. In your name. You know, if you never said that prayer, Revelation 3.20 says that Jesus is knocking at the door of your heart. And if you're willing to heed his voice, if you're willing to submit to him, just fall on your knees and let him have his way in your life, then he's going to come and live on the inside of you. And he's going to prepare you for that eternal life. Just ask him. Say, Jesus, come and live on the inside of me. Be my God. I bow down to you. I'll run through the swamp for you. I'll get dirty for you. Just stand up for him. And when you get knocked off your horse, get on. So, enough said. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you.